Boom. Hey team. So this Protector Nation podcast is going to be something a little special, a little different like how I like to do. But what we did, we took the Tactical Protection Review series and we put it together. We took the best episodes from my Tactical Protection Review series and we made one big episode. So essentially what you're going to get is an episode about all of the soft skills and even some hard skills of what it really takes to stay, stay safe in real life violent encounters. So you'll see me, and this is best if you watch it on YouTube, you'll see me play a real life violent encounter. I'll do a breakdown, talk about what I'm seeing, different techniques, tactics, tricks that can really help uh, the individual navigate those situations better. And obviously, I always do these with respect to the individuals going through these things because anyone can Monday morning quarterback. Um, but we don't do it just to seem cool. We do it so we can learn what we can from these situations. And then hopefully you and I can navigate them more safely, being that we would, um, we've had a chance to review. So this whole episode is nothing but real world action and tactical protection reviews. I have over 100 tactical protection reviews that are public, that are totally free on my YouTube channel. So my advice would be go to the YouTube channel, watch this episode, and also hit the notifications button so you get notified when I drop more free content like this. I drop one to two free videos per day. So uh, I keep giving, we keep it flowing, and people, we keep pushing the mission forward to make the world a safer place by making good people more dangerous. Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. Enjoy this episode. I look forward to continuing to serve all of you, whether that's training in person or uh, in our Protector Nation digital library, where you can listen to the entire Protector Symposium library at your leisure. More to come. Boom. Hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things in a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked. Learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Boom, what's going on guys? We've got two armored car drivers rolling down the road. Stand by for what happens in this video. This is a good one. Shots fired. Going to your immediate action procedures. Drivers drive, shooters shoot. Coming out. 
after us is what he says. He's watching the enemy approach him in the rear view. These guys are literally running for their lives right now. protection tactics from a protection professional let's dig in you're rolling down on the street with your boys you're doing armored transport looks like they're somewhere in south africa uh drivers drive shooter shoot right so the second these guys take contact and it starts getting crazy break i just want to commend these guys they did a really good job of staying calm and 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 problem solving and making moves and 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 uh, just kind of staying calm and staying in it and, and working. No one freaked out, no one started panicking. That's the first check in the box, man. I gotta give these guys credit for that. That's really good. That fortunately, they look like they're pretty well prepared. Looks like there's only two guys though. The first thing I'd say is, uh, I also wanna commend these guys in um, not simply, can't use the Marine Corps term, but simply just returning fire. They're trying to minimize casualties and they're trying to evade, 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 escape, evade. Uh, I don't know if these windows do or don't roll down. I don't know what their capabilities are on uh, 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 engaging those guys while they're on the move, but I do commend them also for being very responsible with their weapons and their uh, responsive defense. Uh, the only things, the things that I would suggest, not knowing all the details, humbly suggest would be the second you take contact, you get your weapons ready, you get ready to deal with that threat. If you can deal with that threat, then you do it but you need to begin communicating, right? Shoot or shoot, but this A driver right here, the A driver, the second he can, he needs to get on the hook. If he's not, if he's not returning fire, if he's not engaging, he needs to start getting on the hook. He needs to start getting on the radio, getting on his communication devices. He needs to start letting people know what's going on this is unit X, we are in contact, uh, we are taking fire, we are heading. What's the most important information for you on the battlefield? Where you are is the most important thing for you to know on your battlefield. I think Jocko Willing actually talks about that as well. You need to get information out to adjacent units and other assets as soon as possible so you can get back up 
to you so you can win that fight, right? The other huge piece of this is as a security professional or even law enforcement, anyone doing, uh, and even a civilian when you're in transit and you're in transitional spaces, which remember they're on a journey right now, so they're in a transitional space. This is when attacks happen to anyone who's in these transitional spaces. This time right now, he needs to be communicating. He needs to be getting people, getting assets to him and getting ready for a fight simultaneously. This A driver's job is really big. The driver, I really commend the driver. It looks like he's staying in it. He's making moves. He's getting after it. I love seeing that. My A driver, I would like to see him communicating and getting ready to fight while communicating if necessary to get back up to them if they have it, right? The other thing he should also be doing is they should be going to the last known safe location that they have and or navigating to another place where there are more assets that can protect them. When you're on the road and you're doing your route planning in the private security industry, you need to know where all your assets are. You need to know where uh, the local police stations are, where the local safe houses are, where the local um, medical assets are. And you need to know, you need to have within your immediate action we, if we get engaged along this route from this point to this point, we are going to go directly to this location, this police station, this embassy, whatever it is, in order to get yourself uh, more assets that can help you win that fight and or detour the enemy from continuing to try to engage you before you become a sitting duck and your vehicle gets, uh, uh, they get a mobility kill on your vehicle and your vehicle's not able to move. So I don't know if that's what they did or what they were doing or if they actually got stuck, but in this situation, these guys did really good at staying calm, staying in it, working. I would suggest, especially if you're not gonna engage uh, and, and fight fire with fire, communication is your next weapon. And my man here in the green vest starts telling uh, his A gunner or his A driver to get in there and make that call. That call needs to get made ASAP. You need to be moving to the next, the, the next known safe location. And as you plan your route, along every portion of that route, you need to illuminate and and have pre-dialed in, pre-dialed pre in and pre-determined locations for you to go to if you do find yourself under attack. Um, but overall, these guys got after it. They, got, they, they, they did a pretty good job up until this point. I don't know if they survived. I don't know if they got stuck and they got into a shootout. I don't know what happens after that. Um, but that would be my advice from the outside looking in at this situation. Remember guys, when you lace your boots up and you go to work, whether it's in a private security industry or whether it's as a law enforcement officer and even as a civilian, really, you need to understand you're writing a blank check that you might have to cash that day in order to do that job and to, uh, to do the protection you've been hired to do. So make sure you have proper planning. Uh, that's been in place and make sure that you have proper rules of engagement, but uh, actions upon contact that are already pre-established before things like this happen. So that the second something happens, your, your training and your planning can carry you through this type of violent altercation. And then third, in the, in the idea of mindset, you don't want to go in this uh, type of job and and think like, okay, if something happens. When you're on the move, you need to be like, when something happens. You need to be like, where is he? Where is the bad guy? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? When am I gonna see him? When am I gonna see him? When am I gonna see him? Oh, there he is. And then when he finally shows up, you know exactly what to do and you're going right into your superior, tactically superior plan. My man's on a walk, moving through the middle of the street, sees something to his left and 
gets to work. This is a gunfight in the middle of the street. Boom! What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers, Tactical Protection Review. Let's see what we can learn. Learn protection strategies from a protection professional. Our person who is getting attacked is walking through the middle of the street, sees something to his left. These guys go on ahead and get into a shootout in the middle of the street. It is a rifle on pistol shootout. This, in my opinion, what I see first is move well situational awareness we always talk about situational awareness this is just another circumstance where you can see that like the situational awareness like really really once again everyone focuses on the hard skills and boom 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 stuff but the reality of the game is the soft skills being able to see aggressively and see the right things being able to recognize the right target indicators uh, and being able to read your environment and see through the matrix in a way that makes you uh, uh, harder to kill, that makes it so that you see things coming before they happen, right? So you gotta be able to see the future. Protectors live in a fantasy world of what could go wrong, right? And that's what ultimately keeps us safe uh, before things do go wrong, because before anything happens, I'm already there, I'm already there. I already saw it, I'm already out of the way, or I'm already in between you, and that's what we're doing, right? So as we look at this situation, what can we learn from this? Uh, I think the main things are off are, are very awesome, uh, very obvious. My man is right here at the very beginning. What do we always talk about? Context, tactical positioning, uh, running that uh, risk assessment in your environment at all times. The first thing I'm gonna be thinking when I'm walking out this door, he's going, he's obviously on the scene. He's in a transitional space, right? He's walking out, we're walking from the safety of a building to the next go. So if the next place is another building, a car, whatever it is, I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, cool. I'm walking out of a building. I am now on the seam or I'm now in a transitional space, more exposed. I'm in a parking lot. This is where things can happen. I'm paying a little bit more close attention. Got my, got my eyes up. I'm scanning the environment. We hit the street. I've got to cross the street. Motorcycle dude on my right. If we're in one of those other countries, many third world countries, I'm just going to go on ahead and say, it. if you see motorcycle dudes, pay attention like motorcycle dudes uh have a tendency to be the dudes who do a lot of uh, uh do a lot of crime in these countries because motorcycle dudes can get away like they can just do what they're gonna do get back on the bike and disappear so i'd have been like okay motorcycle dude i'm paying attention uh quiet streets always another indicator now boom we see he notices something is not uh is possibly going south he slows down he looks twice i love it um, and that right there, right there, two seconds ago, is literally what got him ahead of this curve. You're walking in a transitional space. You're paying, head is up. You're not in your cell phone. You're paying attention to your environment. It doesn't look like much, but this right here, that look to the left is boom. That look to the left towards the enemy is what got him uh, ahead of the curve so he was not just in a state of reaction when this thing went down then he continues looking he looks again and he's already in his draw stroke we see the rifleman coming into focus now we are dealing with a rifle on pistol shootout looks like the rifleman isn't using much proper manipulation of his firearm our gunman turns and it looks like some rounds fly past him. He racks his slide, it looks like, 
and then begin shooting. Now we're into the shootout phase. This is where your fundamentals and your ability to be on target and your ability to actually operate at, what do we talk about? Everyone's always like, you're gonna degrade to your highest level of training. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> you're not gonna degrade to your highest level of training. You will degrade to your baseline level of training. The way you perform when you are under stress is your baseline performance. So we're always training. The reason we're always going to shooting competitions, going out there and training with people is because I need to improve my unconscious competence, right? I need to improve what I can do uh, while devoting the least amount of inner psychic bandwidth to a task so I can solve higher quality problems. So as I run through competitions, I run through non-standard problem solving that requires speed and accuracy with my gun on a weekly basis, then I get myself to a place where I can do that more easily without thinking about it. Just think about when you first get into a car, you get into a car and you're like, oh man, like I gotta do all this stuff and signal mirrors and cars around me. It's like overwhelm, right? But then after a while you're like, sending text messages while you drive and like brushing your teeth and blow drying your hair like you're not supposed to while you drive because it just takes that much less bandwidth because you've written software and systems to do this this stuff. This is why I talk about the soft skills. But anyways, um, that's what it's like now that this gunfight is, is, is actually moving at that fast pace and now it's time to make decisions and now it's time to uh, uh, perform. What's going to happen is you will degrade to your lowest level of perf of training and performance and unconscious competence, right? Uh, in this type of situation, you're not gonna perform at your best. And this is why we must continue training to be formidable. What I personally feel like I see here is, look at this, man. The firefight begins. Look at this, firefight begins. And he pull, he draws his weapon. Think about all the things that are going through your mind at this moment to, well, actually that aren't going through your mind at this moment because you're actually getting into a fight and your mind should be very clear. He looks like he takes a round, boom. He either gets hit or a round of zings right past him. He is now under fire. You can see the dust plume, bop, right next to his right arm on the ground. He racks his slide right here, racks his slide. This is a trained individual. This is probably an Israeli, because they like to carry no round in chamber, but that's their thing. Racks his slide and then starts engaging while moving, goes down, drops a level, possibly fell, but looked like he was actually genuinely trying to get out of the way. He is fighting a rifle on gun, hits his target enough to get a mobility kill, keeps the weapon oriented, at the enemy using muzzle discipline the entire time. That is a gun still pointed at his enemy. Uh, small note, when a weapon is, when, when a human hits the ground, their blood pressure goes up, they can fight you from the ground. So when you're in a gunfight, just because a person's on the deck does not mean you're safe. As we see here, gets a mobility kill. This individual drops and is still firing as he leaves that environment and keeping his weapon on that target as he flees great work in terms of the actual dynamics of the firefight. Uh, very impressed with the, with, with the work here, very impressed with the outcome here, very impressed with the fundamentals that this individual was able to implement while he was in this firefight. Uh, overall, great job to our protector. And um, thank God it looks like he may have lived to see another day, but we don't know if and when, how many times he was hit. Bunch of people playing at a crosswalk, just being normal, being civilians, just hanging out, you know? All is well, we got little kids. 
uh, any given Sunday. How many times have you done this? How many times have you just been standing at a crosswalk, minding your business, you know, with the kids? It looks like a field trip, and here comes a man with a gun. Do you think anyone... Boom. This lady handles it. Everyone leaves. This lady handles it. I wish I knew the backstory on this. She moves so beautifully through this scenario, moves his weapon away, gets in a better position, and starts giving commands. Taking control of the situation. And there you have it, y'all. That's a protector at work. Boom, this is Byron Rogers, Tactical Protection Review, Learn Protection Strategies from a Protection Professional. This video has always been one of my favorites and I figured it's time that I weigh in on it and just give you guys some things to think about here. All right, men, real quick, we are the most physically potent uh, gender, right? But the reality of the situation is how often are we out at work or not with our families, not with our loved ones? It is extremely important as your family is your number one and your first enterprise to make sure that everyone in your tribe, everyone in your unit is trained tactically. You're the, you, the woman in your life walks around with one of your most valuable possessions, your children on a day-to-day -day basis. The difference between us and them is no one's generally hunting us whilst people are hunting them. The human trafficking is one of, if not the biggest, one of the biggest industries in the world right now. And a lot of that has to do with abducting children. Hundreds of thousands of children go missing per year. Every single person it happened to thought they were above it and thought it would never happen to them. Send your wife through training. Send them to train with us. Watch our online courses that will help them live a safer pattern of life. Recognizing these things before they happen is 90% of the battle. Um, and the other half is having the right hard skills. Now, can women be efficient protectors? L ladies and gentlemen, the firearm is the ultimate equalizer. It doesn't matter what your age bracket is, it does not matter what your gender is, but if you know how to use a firearm, you can stop something horrible from happening. This guy walks across the street. You can see the women looking around here, right? Learn how to use a firearm. You can see them looking around. I don't know if they detected that something was a little bit off, I love that uh, this one woman comes around back to try and get one of the kids away uh, from the threat. That's great behavior in a situation like this. Uh, people are screaming, some people are staying calm, be the people that stay calm uh, in these types of situations. Females have a huge advantage when it comes to dealing with these types of threats because as you can see here, us men are combatants. We don't generally uh, assess or expect a female to be also a combatant. So the element of surprise is huge, huge for women. You can't get a gun, learn how to use a blade. Women uh, have an advantage with blades. Men don't generally see them as dangerous, which is why they grab them, they try to bring them close and try to control them with their strength. This is a perfect opportunity to go on ahead and use something like this. That is the protector protectorkaramets.com. Go get yours, right? But it's the perfect opportunity to defend yourself with a blade, but you do need some training to understand where you should place that blade to get the maximum effect to change that behavior of that attacker and save your life. Right? We use violence. Why do we use violence? We use violence to change behavior. So this is the behavior we want to see changed. We've got our gunman entering the scenario. Guns out, he's walking at a predatorial speed and pace. 
If you look at his body language, you can see that he's definitely coming in to achieve his mission. He's not lollygagging. This is a predatorial speed and pace. Memorize the way this looks so you can recognize whether a person has a gun out or not. See how he picks up speed right there? His body language changes from the moment. He's walking, he walks in with a purpose, but his body language changes the moment he pulls that weapon out. When you see people walking towards you, it should happen any second, walk casual, and now he's walking with a purpose, right? When you see that type of behavior, that's a key that something's about to happen. And then he gets ambushed, he completely opens himself up to these women because he does not suspect that there is any threat. He is not even looking, he's not aware, his entire awareness is here into what he is aiming to do. And the real threat, life-threatening individual is right here and she's able to get off a very clean shot. This is a righteous, this is a righteous engagement. Now round placement is a very big deal. You can see that even after she shoots him three times, one, two, three, possibly. She may have missed that last one. She shot him directly in the chest, which is one of the places you really want to aim. However, round placement is an issue when it comes to stopping a threat. Um, and as you can see here, he could still get a shot off. Okay, if you go through this in slow motion, you can see that he, even after being shot a few times, he's pointing his gun at her at this moment. This is a moment when she is also in grave danger. Round placement can stop something like that from happening. If you're able to get a headshot at this distance, that is what you want because that will turn him off. He will be gone before he hits the ground and you don't have to worry as much about uh, him returning fire. I love what she did. Then she goes directly behind cover. She starts to utilize this vehicle. I wouldn't be shocked if she's an off-duty officer because she's now using this vehicle quite efficiently and effectively for cover. Get that engine block between you, get the brake discs, the wheels and all that stuff between you. But she's maintaining maintaining dominance, visual dominance on uh, her target while lowering the amount of her physical profile that can be seen by the assailant around the vehicle. This is exactly what you want to do. She navigated the situation very well. She peeks, the vehicle's gone, now it's time to move in. Cover, concealment is gone. Uh, now it's time to make sure that you implement other principles like movement is life. So she gets in motion, makes herself a harder target, secures the enemy's weapon, beautifully done, kicks it away. Now notice when she kicks it away, she doesn't, she stays as far away from him as possible, does it with her leg instead of reaching down, uh, offering her head uh, to uh, be closer to the aggressor. She kicks it away doesn't offer anything vital of her own, keeps the weapon up and keeps the weapon on him as much and as long as she possibly can, and, and then gets herself in an even more secure position to dominate and make a citizen's arrest or a lawful arrest if she's an off-duty off officer. Puts him in a position where he seriously cannot fight back. There's one more huge point here, ladies and gentlemen. People have been killed by people they've already shot on numerous occasions. When someone drops to the floor, the blood pressure goes up and they can get off a few more rounds. So doing these final things that she's doing in terms of cleaning up the scene take, and maintaining and taking complete dominance, paying attention to his hands, making sure she can see where his hands at at all times are extremely, extremely important. Anyone can do this that has some training and has the hardware to back it up.
Get out. Boom. What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers. Tactical protection review. Learn protection strategies from a protection professional. Let's see what we can learn from this. All right, take it back from the beginning. Old girl's in her apartment, dancing around, doing, you know, girly stuff. Practicing her moves for Coachella, whatever she's whatever she's into, she's dancing around. It's cool, it's cool, and all of a sudden she's interrupted. She notices someone's at the door. In this moment, what do you do? And that's a question that you're gonna have to answer for yourself. What you should do is what you've planned to do. He who fails to have a plan plans to fail. That's really what this is all about. Uh, there are a few different things that, as we see, you know, you hear Sun Tzu say, you hear Mayawoto Masashi say, you hear these great ancient warriors talk about battles are won before you actually go to war. So now she's sitting here and <laughs> this is definitely, we're going back to Tony Blower's stuff, right? She's protecting her vitals, she's panicking, she's trying to protect herself, but she doesn't know what to do. In this moment, this female is standing in the middle. She's totally vulnerable and she doesn't have a plan, okay? So if we rewind a little bit, when she walked into her house, she should have locked the door. It sounds like something that we all, yeah, of course, lock the door, duh, right? But if you don't have habits situated to get these things done, your life is going to degrade to the quality of your habits. My suggestion is have systems. Have a checklist that you do the exact same way every single time you're in your house, you're going to your vehicle, you're in your vehicle, you're in any environment, you enter a new environment, you enter a restaurant, you enter a movie theater, have a checklist in your mind that covers specific things, such as, hey, have I turned the, uh, have I locked the doors? Lock the doors, turn the alarm system on, make sure the windows are closed, all these different things. You should have a checklist because that's going to help you write higher quality software in your brain that's gonna help you do it the same exact Exact way every single time and then like a workout program or anything else you won't feel normal until you've done your security protocols and as you do them more often at first it might be like oh I gotta remember these things but then after a while you're able to do them on autopilot just like driving a new car you get in your car and you're like oh my gosh there's so many things signal mirror over the shoulder change lanes like how do people even do this and then after a year or two goes by you're brushing your teeth and sending text messages while you're driving down the street right because you've written that programming into your life and your brain brain has learned those things. So now it's just second nature. You don't feel right until you have certain things in place. This is how your home should be and any environment you uh, frequent should be. Uh, you should have security protocols and strategies in place. Now, the other thing she hasn't done is she hasn't thought through this equation. So now she's being faced, she's standing here and she's being faced with a new equation. You can just tell by the way her eyes are wide and she's looking at this new threat. She doesn't know what to do. So when you don't know what to do, you have this cognitive dissonance. You have this gap in your thinking, this gap in your response that essentially, what does she do? She freezes. She freezes, she's sitting here, she's dancing and frozen. She's starting to back up a little bit, frozen. Talking, who are you, who are you, who are you? This is all time she can be victimized. All of this is time that he could just walk. He's already in through the door. He's already through the door. Fortunately, he hasn't chosen to be aggressive. Let's see here. So as we look at this, you know, she stops, she's frozen. And from the moment she recognizes the threat, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 
23. You get it. This guy's been standing in front of her inside with his head in the door looking at her. She's still in front of him commanding him to get out. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Gun-free zones don't work, okay? If this guy decided to come inside her house and do something, he could because she, she doesn't have, and there he is right there, she does not have the tools to defend herself from this guy who is standing in her doorway with her door open right here, right here, while she's sitting there talking. And that is absolutely unacceptable. This female survived this encounter by the grace of God, right? Firearms are the ultimate equalizer. Defending your place of home, that's something you need to be able to do. This is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about females learning the art of protection because that is really because this guy probably is more physically potent than she is, more physically capable than she is, has more testosterone, more torque, more drive, than she does that's the probability in order to uh defend against that you need an equalizer you know so whether you're a smaller human or you're a weaker human or you have a disability this is something you must consider the other thing is where are her weapons can she get uh can she get to them you should have medical supplies and weapons in your home if you have a weapon you should have medical supplies all at all times in your home in places where you can get to them that are legally secured uh, so you can defend yourself if something like this happens. It looks like she might be in a studio. So what's the consideration? In a place where the front door could just open and you might get engaged right off the bat, you need to make sure your stuff is where you can get to it right off the bat. These are the types of considerations when you're thinking about building a stronger and safer home. Uh, motion sensor lights. Lights could have came on on the other side of those blinds possibly and given her a heads up that some there was some movement out front if she lives in a neighborhood where that's something she can do. Looks like she might be in an apartment, but beyond that, does she have an alarm system? Beyond that, her door is not locked. Beyond that, does she have weapons caches? Does she have medical supplies nearby if she does get wounded during this altercation? And unfortunately, it looks like the answer to these things is no. So she is vulnerable to a surprise ambush, a surprise attack of this nature. What does she do? She opens her other door and takes a look at the stairwell. Now, if you look at the stairwell here, what I think is most significant is it looks like it's a through stairwell. So this guy might be literally right around that corner. And now she's playing a game of cat and mouse, you know, ring around the rosies for her life. Uh, that's something she needs to know about her environment and that's something she needs to defend against. Both these doors should have been locked. She should have some hardware in her hands that she can defend herself with and she needs to be ready. And then beyond that, you need to know how to implement that firearm. Remember, just having a weapon's not good enough. Knowing how to use that weapon is what will help you actually survive, right? Knowing how to use that weapon lawfully and effectively is what will help you win both the fights, the one to save your life and the one to save your life after the one to save your life. What's up you guys, Byron Rogers here. Tactical protection review, learn protection strategies from a protection professional. Uh, what did this guy do right, right? Uh, this situation, in my opinion, is one of the few situations that played out so well. Like it's perfect for literally teaching uh, urban survival skills and personal protection. Check this out. Uh, my man sitting here, he's in a transitional space. And this is how you start to read your environment and tease out the information you need in your environment 
to make it so you are left of bang, so you're able to defend yourself before something happens. You can see the clip starting here, and my man in the white, maybe, maybe he was, you know, itching something, but maybe also he's already grabbing his gat. What do you see from the beginning of this video? He's got uh, the right tactical positioning. It's beautiful. He's on the other side of this vehicle, right? Now, fighting in and around vehicles, something we're going to cover at this next Protector Symposium. Join us. It's going to be amazing fighting inside and fighting around your vehicle. We know that certain parts of this vehicle structure are uh, actually going to help uh give you cover and we know certain parts of this structure are just going to give you concealment concealment right uh roll bars and the cage maybe some actual cover there right maybe some cover here maybe some cover here engine block area maybe depending on the calibers that we're shooting these are handguns you're going to get some cover in these areas maybe there's the back of the roll bar here certain things like that right Conceal cover is something that you can actually hide behind that will stop bullets. Concealment are things that just make it so the person can't see you. So this window, he can't see them through the window. They can't see him through the window, maybe because it looks like they're tended. However, Duke can shoot through the window. But let me get back, let me get even deeper into this. That's really another video to dig into that. My man's got beautiful tactical positioning, right? This video hasn't even kicked off and he's sitting here and he's got eyes out to his environment and he can see a threat approaching as our second guy enters the camera frame right these two guys as they break off my man can see these guys both approaching and he instantly goes into action there's two of them there he goes into action and he rolls up to his car window or driver's side window this is the moment he decides he has to make a decision so if you see these guys walking up he sees them, he's like, maybe I can get a, get away. Because if you look up here, you can also see that our other bad guy right here is reaching in his shirt. These guys are making eye, the type of eye contact that says, we know something's about to go down. He's like, maybe I can get away. The second he realizes he cannot actually get away, he backs away from the vehicle, gets distance from the vehicle. And notice these guys are closing on him from either side of the vehicle, which... Uh, that's troubling. Think about the amount of time that you're going to have to be able to effectively react to something like this going on. Like, let's look at it in real time. How many seconds we are, we are now three seconds, three seconds into this video. Think about how long it takes you to actually draw your weapon. We're three seconds into this video. This guy's been looking, orienting, assessing, and making decisions. We're three seconds into the video. He's got two possible gunmen rolling up to his left and his right. He steps away from the vehicle, pulls out his weapon, and begins firing on both of them. You can see that because you can also see a hole appear in the vehicle, and you can see the way that their bodies are reacting to uh, the gunfire. Let's see that in real time real quick. They're walking up. Boom, he begins firing and they begin scattering. I believe he also has a friendly inside of the vehicle. So your marksmanship right here, your marksmanship needs to be very, very accurate if you're gonna play these games, right? But, and just like that, in a total of eight seconds, he has defended his family and chased off the wolf. But let's start this one more time from start to finish. He sees them, they walk up, uh, he reacts, he acts quickly, fires, they run off, 
What do you see here happening in real time? You see situational awareness. You see tact rolling into tactical positioning. And then you see willing, capable, and prepared to defend yourself, your loved ones, and your family. This video is, uh, this guy gets 100%. It's exemplary work. This is what we want. On-scene accountability for evil in our world. Yo, what up team? I love this video. Walking home with your family. Attacked from behind. Worked out. Boom, what's going on you guys? Check it out. Byron Rogers, Tactical Protection Review. Learn protection strategies from a protection professional. What do we see here in this video? I love this video. This is what it looks like when situational awareness comes together and actually works perfectly. This is what you want to see. Uh, this man's coming home with his family. Okay, this is literally the worst. This is your nightmare. This is what you train for. This is what, what you practice your draw 100 times for. This is also why you train uh, with different people in different ways because you don't know. We None of us have a crystal ball, man. And uh, I'll walk you guys through this thing real quick and let's see what we can learn. You're in what? What do we see first? Transitional space, right? This is where everything happens. This is where you're gonna see these fundamentals being drilled home constantly because these are the fundamentals of protection before you get into your combatives and your weapons and all that stuff. Before you get into all that stuff, you've gotta understand where, how to avoid struggle, how to avoid combat, how to, the, you win 100% of the battles, you do not fight. So no matter what your physical potency is, if you haven't spent your whole life becoming stronger than other humans, you haven't spent your whole life uh, studying martial arts to give you superpowers in a, in, a, in a physical confrontation, you're not carrying a copious amount of weapons like you know professional protectors and things like that are, what is it that you can do? The reality is we can all do so much to establish a safer pattern of life. And that's what I do, that's what I'm talking about here. This is why learning these strategies and tactics is so important. Share these videos with your family members because what we're really talking about is establishing a safer pattern of life, implementing habits and principles that will help you just live a safer life, right? So situational awareness, you hear a lot of gurus talk about it all the time. Just saying situational awareness is not good enough. There, there, there's, there's levels to this stuff, right? So I give you guys cheats, right? So that you can implement them in your life, cheat codes, implement them in your life quickly and effectively, no matter what your level, your PQ, your protection quotient is, right? So here we are, you're walking home, you're with your family, where are you? You're in a transitional space. You're going from one safe place, the car, to another safe place, your apartment, right? Your house. And transitional spaces are where attacks take place. What do we see these people doing right here? This that's beautiful, it's fantastic. Uh, we see eyes up, awareness. She is looking out at her environment. She's not just simply focusing on the door and getting home and heating up her ramen noodles. That's not what she's doing. She's actually up looking around. And as adults, this is your job. As, as anyone, as civilians, this is your job because you're the real first responders. This is gonna happen. Law enforcement is not gonna be able to get there in time. They'll be there in time to get a report and then and, and try to figure things out later. So what we see is they're in a transitional space, but thank God they're paying attention. The wife's on her way to the door. They're playing it cool. I almost would imagine they detected this guy before they got out of the vehicle. Dad was like, go to the house. I got you guys. Boom. Uh, so they're up. They're paying attention. There's awareness there. 
she comes straight up to the door opens it up goes in little one goes in next uh and i you can see here it looks like my man's bringing up the rear which i really love uh real quick on transitional spaces you're in the transitional space you get out of your car it's i before you even get out of your car because your car is one safe place right but when cars aren't moving what are they coffins so second you stop your before you stop your car you're looking around in your environment you're looking around in your environment who's watching me who's waiting for me who has tactical positioning that can intercept me before I get to my next safe place, which is inside the house. Sounds like a lot, but the more you do it, the more you'll do it instinctively. And uh, it's like driving a car. You get in a car the first time, you're overwhelmed. After a few years, you're sending text messages and blow drying your hair and brushing your teeth while you drive because you write systems for this stuff. These are systems. You're pulling into a parking lot. That's a transitional space. It's dangerous. You're looking around before you even stop your car. You stop your car. You're paying attention. You get out like zero cell phones in, in parking lots. Just don't do it. Don't do it, right? You want to live a safe life? Don't do cell phones while you're in parking lots, okay? Get out of your car. Uh, you're looking around. You see someone paying attention to you. You have a choice. You can leave. You can just drive off. You know what I'm saying? You do get out of your car and you're in that transitional space and you're walking. Now you're in the game. Now it's a foot. Now it's a foot race. We're looking at angles. We're looking at all those different things, right? So transitional spaces. These people have the awareness. That's beautiful. That's what we want, right? And they understand the context, which is the transitional space. Now we're looking at tactical positioning. I love this because we have the client <laughs> or the most um, vulnerable human being in the middle of the formation. That's what we want. We want to protect this person who cannot protect themselves. Beautifully done here, parents. We see mom over here and we see dad in the back and we almost see that dad is kind of taking his time back here. It's almost like dad's allowing them to get in the house and allowing them to make space. He's kind of waltzing, he's taking his time, he's walking as fast as he needs to walk to make sure he's between them. Uh, little lady here at the door apparently doesn't have any idea that's beautiful, that's how we want it to be because we do not want the people we're trying to protect uh, emotions to get spiked if we can avoid it, if it doesn't fit the context of what's going on. But remember, situation dictates tactics, right? So now dad's kind of waltzing, he's taking his time. And right here, it looks like he may have drawn his weapon. No, he's still, he's in his pocket. He's getting something ready. Boom, there it is. Beautiful. Pay attention to the draw. He gets a hold of his weapon casually. He gets a good grip on his weapon. Doesn't look like he's using a holster, but um, I'm gonna leave that alone. You do wanna carry a holster if you carry a firearm. It helps your draw. It helps the control of your weapon while it's on your person. Very important piece of gear. You need to date a lot of holsters. I got some tactical reviews on holsters. Check me out on, on YouTube to learn more about that. And right here, you see that once the safe people have passed the threshold, this is ideal. It may not be, it's a luxury, but it's, it is ideal. Safe people are inside a defendable space. He turns around and engages. Look how close this was. Look how close this was. This is way too close for comfort, but he gets it done. He turns around, he engages, they trade fire, which you don't really wanna do. In a perfect world, maybe he could have engaged that person at a, at a longer, uh, a little bit with a little bit more distance, but he does a great job here. Now pay attention to this draw stroke. Do you practice this draw stroke at the range? Do you practice this turn around and sh shoot draw stroke at the range? I don't know, you know, I can't actually sit here and tell you that I've practiced 
the turnaround shoot draw stroke at the ring. Two dudes sitting in what looks like a camping store. Bad dude walks in, starts shooting, and there is a shootout. Uh, second dude runs out. This was a life and death situation. Fortunately, the good guy looks like he's still standing up. Boom, what's going on guys? Byron Rogers, Tactical Protection Review. Learn protection strategies from a protection professional. If you haven't gotten the new howitzer shirt, get it. It's super dope. That's my hand, by the way. Anyways, howitzer.com, those are the homies. So check this out, man. What can we learn from this situation? As you guys know, the stuff I do is all about primarily learning to live a safer pattern of life, the stuff we do on our range at our facility, whether it's in Cali, in Carlsbad, or in uh, Arizona, that stuff's all about the hard skills, but I wanna teach you how to live a safer pattern of life and all the things that go into that. So let's take a look at what we can do here first and foremost. We get into the ABCs and one, two, threes of protection, right? Um, context, which is so beautiful. He did this so well. Uh, he's running some kind of department store, right? He's got shoes over here on the wall. He got tents. It looks like there's some guns over here. So this might actually be uh, like a gun shop or a hunting outdoorsman looking shop, right? He's got all this stuff here. But it looks like what my dude did because he understood the context of different threats he could be dealing with is he's done the one thing that all the normies and the civvies and uh, the silly villains make fun of us for doing, which is he has great tactical positioning in the room we talk about context all right you might get robbed one day but like they got some heavy doors on here that's cool heavy doors but he knows this is the flow of traffic right now if this is the flow of traffic how many times you walk into a department store and the front desk is like in some of these obscure places not well thought out just kind of hanging out which there's advantages to a lot of it if it's in a corner, right? But what my man did here was he put himself uh, all the way at the back end of the room. Why do I like that? It's gonna give him visual mastery of his environment, right? He can see that door where people are coming in, which is a very powerful thing. He's got a barricade between him. That's gonna help with certain types of weapons, edged weapons and things like that. This is not cover. This is concealment. Bullets will travel through this, right? Cover is something that, um, can actually stop bullets. Concealment is something that just makes it so they can't see you. So he can get behind underneath his desk. Looks like he's wearing a shooting shirt. So there's a little target indicator. He's a gunman uh, and he might just be ready to rock. But this right here, when we talk about tactical positioning, the way he set himself up in this environment is the way you wanna be sitting down anytime you are in a restaurant, anytime you are going anywhere with your family, your client, whoever it is, this gives you visual mastery of this entire space out here and you can react. And then all the other thing you wanna do is you wanna understand your different avenues of escape. Uh, is there a door behind him? All these different things like that. So uh, context, I'm in a place where I could get robbed of tactical positioning, put myself in a place that gives me good visual mastery of the environment and then rolling risk assessment of everyone that walks in and look who walks in. Three, two, boom, there he is. This guy walks in and look at this. These guys, this is could be a coordinated attack here. Two guys walk in. You can see his head move. He looks at that one. He still has his eyes right here. You can see he still has his eyes uh, looking at the one when bad guy number two, and it looks like they are together, breaks the doorway, but he has a decent enough spot to where he is actually able to react he is now forced to draw on a drawn gun, take some rounds, he gets shot, looks like he 
and he returns fire on his way down. Ladies and gentlemen, what this is a great example of is fight, right? Fight through the fight. You can see he's still returning fire as he goes down over the counter. This guy already got a shot off. Um, the fight's not over because you've been shot. 50 Cent got shot nine times, all right? So keep fighting, stay in the fight, get rounds on target. Uh, placement is really how you win these battles. He's able to get effective enough rounds on target to drop the aggressor and to attack the second aggressor who also looks like he's drawing a firearm as well as he attempts to run out the door. Um, good thing this guy didn't have one of those California legal 10 round magazines, right? Anyways, so boom, and then this guy rolls out the door and hopefully, you know, anyways. So boom, fight through the fight. Boom, and he is sitting here, and what is his major advantage here? He's got his gun out, and he has got quite a bit of visual mastery over this environment, and he is defending himself with gunfire, and he is able to engage multiple targets from where he is sitting and really dominate all of this dead space, dominate all this dead space because he is in a hard point in the corner of the room. This is gunfighting dynamics really right here that we got to see in this video, which is, um, as they say, right, I think believe the definition is this is super dope, right? So check it out. My man sitting here, he's fighting through the fight. Boom, 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 boom. Puts one of them down, gets up. He's got to make this environment safe. Uh, puts himself in a position where he feels safe. Um, it's not a bad idea at that point in time to get the weapon away from the assailant, uh, from the aggressor. Um, but all in all, he did a really, really, really good job at defending himself in this department store, CCW. Uh, did he have time to call the cops? Do you think a uh, gun-free sign would have worked on the door? Just want I just want you guys' opinions. Leave it in the leave it in the comments. You know, because if it's a gun-free zone, the guys who are willing to murder someone, which is illegal, anyways, would have probably walked up to the door and said, "Hey, uh, we shouldn't do this because uh, this is a gun-free zone, right? Uh, because you know we don't want to break laws. I mean, murder is breaking the law, and robbery is armed robbery is breaking the law, but we don't want to break the gun-free law, right?" I just wonder sometimes where people come up with these ideas they have about reality, right? Bad people don't care. Make sure you're ready to rock. Your protection is your responsibility. Um, did he have time to call the cops? No. Um, and uh, thank God they're probably on their way after he makes that phone call. But never forget that personal protection and self-defense is the one skill that's going to help you uh, keep and maintain your life and everything that you love and hold dear in your life. Officer pits a vehicle. You can see him pit the vehicle. Gets out. He's in that V. Looks like he takes some rounds. Engages over the top of the vehicle, comes around and finishes the fight. Reloads. Backs away, lets the fresh guys get in there. Deal with the equation. Oh, my God. 
Tactical protection review, learn protection strategies from a protection professional. This is a law enforcement video. I am not a law enforcement officer, but let's see what we can learn from this interaction, right? So, officer's rolling. Looks like he pits that vehicle. You can see the top of the vehicle spin out from his chest cam, gets out. All right, so he is, he gets out and he engages from just outside his car door in this V that a lot of people, it's got a million different names for. Uh, a lot of people teach about firing from this position. You've got an engine block here in between you and the vehicle somewhat. You've got some bars here that support the vehicle uh, in case of a roll that also can stop rounds depending on what's flying at you. I'm not gonna talk, dig too much into whether it's a tactically a really, really good place. I've heard a lot of different things. Being around vehicles and gunfights is a whole nother science, but I will say this offers some protection and I will say the engine block offers you some protection, but round skip around vehicles. So getting away from your vehicle is the first thing that you wanna do in a situation like this. You see that shooter that is right here, uh, aiming around his, the side of his vehicle with a clear line of sight to him. He gets out of this vehicle, he takes one to the, I hope to the chest, I don't know exactly where the impact is, but I really wanna commend this officer for fighting through this. When this is what you're looking at, when you're looking at the sky, when you go down and you see that sky, there it is. Okay, you've gotta know the fight's not over until it's over. You've gotta get back up, you've gotta get back in that fight and that's what's going to save your life ultimately. This is this is the time, this is the moment you see us training for. This is this is the, the mental, the emotional, the physical, the moment that we all train for is when you're looking up at that sky and you know that you've gotta get back up, you've gotta get back in that fight or you're gonna have to cash that blank check you, 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 you wrote when you put your shoes on this morning. The other thing is, so he comes back, he comes from the back of the vehicle here. Boom, he gets up off the ground, rolls in from the back of the vehicle. Listen to the cadence of fire, okay? These guys are getting after it. This is a very fluid. You can hear them. Now, what I believe the officer did right is he located, he he closed on the enemy. He continued moving and he continued taking the fight to the enemy. This is the way you wanna fight. You want to continue moving. Movement is life. Move intelligently, decisively, but continue moving. You need to do some research on a topic I won't go too deep into called the OODA loop, but you need to make sure you stay in that enemy's OODA loop and you force that enemy to continue reorienting himself and having to redecide what his next move is based on what you're doing. This officer took the fight to the enemy and ultimately I believe that's really, really what gave him the upper hand. He's making that enemy decide, okay? As he's coming around that corner, he's ending that fight, that solid reload. He's still in control. He's still doing what he needs to do. He's, 
he's still operating very efficiently, very effectively. Uh, I think it's beautiful the way that he did that. Comes out, gets tagged, gets back up, doesn't back up, doesn't back away, looks for the shot around underneath the vehicle. Rounds are impacting, rounds are flying back and forth. He comes around the corner <clears throat> and finishes the fight. His partner may have also closed on that adversary and also finished the fight. The other advantage to that is you see these two gentlemen working together here. And what they did more than likely is catch the enemy in an L-shaped ambush here. So the enemy then has to decide, do I wanna shoot this way at this officer coming at me or do I wanna shoot this way at this officer coming at me? This is what you wanna do. You wanna catch them in that L-shaped ambush and you wanna move on them until they have to make a decision, they're overwhelmed and ultimately you win the fight. Just a little bit on tactics. But overall, I really, really like what I'm seeing out of these guys. Uh, it's really an honor to have these guys defending us on these streets and then, <clears throat> He backs up, the officer gets out of the way, he allows the fresh officers on scene to deal with the sensitivity of what's going on. <clears throat> and he starts to deal with the fact that he's been hit. This is the other topic point here is, if you are going to be doing anything that is dangerous or dealing with gunfights, so on and so forth, remember, you've gotta keep first aid on or around you. You know, you may not have it on your person at all times, but if you're doing this type of stuff, you better have it on you at all times. You better break it out. You better know how to use it. It better not be all wrapped in plastic still. You know what I'm saying? You better make sure you know how to use it because if these guys weren't here, uh, he would have to be, he would have to try and take care of himself. Uh, communication and being able to plug your own holes and stop your own bleeds and start your own breathing and things like this. Uh, treat the wound, protect for shock, right? protect the wound, treat for shock. These are the things you have to be able to do. Uh, and you may have to do them on the enemy and you may have to do them on yourself and you may have to do them on the innocent. And these are all just simply things that come with combatives. LAPD runs across the street to deal with a gang member that jumps on the top of their vehicles and is running around just causing ruckus. He's ready to go. And uh, this tactical protection review is simply a reality check, man. It's a gut check. Because if you're a law enforcement officer, you know, this guy's from a different tribe. He's from a different set. And I just want you to really, like, let it sink in. Look at my man right here. I don't know if you guys saw the look in his eyes, you know. Uh, but take a good look at him. And ask yourself if you're realistically ready to deal with somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? This situation... Uh, fortunately, there's a lot of uh, law enforcement folks that got on scene, but I just want you to just take pause for a minute and ask yourself, if I ran into this guy in a dark alleyway and I didn't have my gang with me and I didn't have all the uh, the backup of the homies with me, the law, all the other cops and things like that, could I protect myself and protect people in that environment? You know what I'm saying? And the reality of the situation, the reality I think of that answer is many folks couldn't say that they could. Could I fight him? Could I physically fight him? You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't have a problem with him. I'm just saying we're from different tribes. Y'all are from different tribes. You know what I'm saying? I respect any man that's willing to die or, or put in work for, for what it is that they stand for. Um, and I respect any enemy that I have, you know, because that's honestly a lot of that's really what masculinity is about. Now, I don't uh, condone what these guys do and I seek to stand against what these guys do, right? But this isn't about all that. This is about one, understanding your enemy, knowing your enemy, looking at your enemy, uh, sizing up your enemy, and then having a really serious look with yourself in the mirror. 
Are you ready to do the job? You know what I'm saying? Good people out there are willing, capable, prepared civilians. Are you guys, would you guys be able to deal with someone like this if you meant to do you harm, to do your family harm? You know what I'm saying? Uh, would you guys be able to do anything to defend yourselves? You know, and then the other thing I want to point out here for the civilians watching this is, you know, we talk a lot of crap about law enforcement. We talk a lot of crap about law enforcement, but let me take this back a minute. What do you see here? What do you see here in this video? What do you see? A line of law enforcement. I just want you guys to see this again because rep repetition is the mother of all skill and learning. Watch it. One, two, three, four. This is a line of police officers standing between this man and the public. I just want you guys to appreciate for a second that this line of police officers right here, you know what I'm saying? Let me just say it loud, slow it down so everybody can hear it in the back. These guys and gals are the ones that are standing between you and this, okay? So, you know, while you're sitting here, while drinking your big gulps and like, you know, complaining about your frappuccinos and stuff like we all do, just keep in mind that the reason our society doesn't descend into chaos, which I've been all around the world, right? 60 some odd countries, my first year in executive protection, been working in countries around the world. It's the only job I've ever had since I was 21 for the past almost 15 years, right? Since, 20, since 2008. I know what societies look like when there's no law and order and when these type of cats end up ruling, you know what I'm saying? You guys take away that blue line, that law enforcement uh, component to our society, and you know what happens? Might makes right. That's what ends up happening. Might makes right. Cats like this, all of a sudden, your good ideas, your good and bad, doesn't matter anymore. Your right and wrong doesn't matter anymore. You know what matters? Is strength. And you don't want to live in a society where strength and power is what rules. You need good people to be formidable. And that's my mission here, is to help good people to be formidable, to stand against, to stand in between chaos and innocence. That's what this is all about. So there's a gut check to all the protectors, all the professional protectors, all the responsible civilians that wanna be able to protect themselves, their families and, and our country and our countries around the country and mankind. You know what I'm saying? To all the law enforcement officers out there, I just want you to take a good look at my man here and ask yourself, yeah, you got a gun, yeah, you got all these tools, you know what I'm saying? But ask yourself, would you be willing to deal with, would you be capable? Willing is only part of it. Willing, capable, and prepared. Are you capable of dealing with somebody like this one-on-one? -on -one? Because you need to be. You know what I'm saying? Because you're writing a blank check that you might have to cash every single time you put the uniform on and walk outside of your house. I'm not a law enforcement officer. I'm a prior Marine. I'm a private security professional, but I care about you guys. And I know how I run my teams. And I know how I talk to my guys. You know, and I know what I stand for as a protector. So that's the only reason I'm reaching out to put this message out there and to put this video out there. You know what I'm saying? Civilians, ask yourself. You know what I'm saying? And also, we all need to be thankful that there are good men and women that are out there willing to do what they can to defend us from, you know, evil. So we don't have to do it ourselves. And if you wouldn't be able to deal with somebody like this from the other side that's willing to do you harm, you know, you need to up your game. There's no shame in looking in the mirror and seeing your deficiencies as long as you work on them. You carry a gun. That makes you feel safe. The reality of the situation is if you carry a gun, any physical altercation, any violence you get into can be a life-threatening altercation. 
Could this guy, could this guy right here take your gun from you? Could, could that happen? Could this guy right here knock you out and incapacitate you while you're carrying that firearm? Gotta up our game. If you're a female and you're less physically potent uh, because you just, you, you don't have the physiology that we have, how would you deal with this? Personal protection is about the self. Personal protection is about the person, self-protection is about the self. You gotta realize when, how soon you need to implement your other assets to level the playing field. How soon you need to implement weapons, force, you know, non-lethal, lethal force. You need to understand those things before you're confronted. Because Miyamoto Musashi said, and, and, and Sun Tzu said, in a nutshell, warriors win first and then they go to war. Two dudes in the back of what looks like a restaurant. One guy's got a gun, the other one does not. Gun dude, robbing the dude without a gun, of course. Taking everything he can take. Uh, looking in his pockets, he's real close though. He's real, real close. Bam, ba-bam. Oh! One minute! Right, so now, my man is on the ground. He's getting thrown around. He's a little bit knocked out. Good dude has the gun. Guns jamming, doesn't work. Beating him with the gun. Beating him with the gun. Beating him with the gun. You know, I love videos like this. I just love videos like this. I think they're awesome. Uh, because this is what bad people who try to victimize good people truly deserve. Instant justice, right? So uh, don't try to rob people, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Good to go. This video, the good guys do win. Bad dude is definitely taken from power within that dynamic boom what's up you guys byron rogers tactical protection review learn protection strategy from a protection professional let's see what we can learn from this but first like we got to beat the algorithm drop your boy a like subscribe hit the bell you know so you don't miss one of these share them with your friends and family members because these videos help us all understand how we can live safer lives right uh we don't have time all of us to be at the dojo and at the range so this is these are life hacks for security. All right, gun dude rolls up on my man with no gun. He's got a gun to his head. Dude turns away. That's a good idea. Uh, now, right about here, when it comes to someone with a gun, I'm not ever going to tell you to draw even your gun on a drawn gun, right? You're already losing the race there, okay? But when it comes to attacking the attacker in a situation like this, the best tactic I know to use would be... Um, to wait for your moment. Wait for the right moment when the attacker's eyes and attention is somewhere else. Okay, this is his, he's looking down. He's paying attention to something else. And when he's paying attention to something else, these are your moments when you can decide to try and turn the tables. If you really believe you need to, remember, I posted a bunch of videos where compliance does not ensure survival. If this guy's one of those guys where you know he's, you've seen his face and there's a chance he might kill you anyway, you're in one of those countries where they don't have social security numbers and people just kill people just because it's they cutting off loose ends, then make sure you stay ahead of this, right? So boom, good dude decides to go in ahead and get after it. Boom, throws him across the kitchen, gets his gun, bad dude now what i love about this is hey it takes a tribe you are not going to overpower a group of people right so this is what we want to see we want to see the world become a safer place because good people are becoming more and more dangerous good people 
are not afraid of evil. They're not afraid to stand up. They're not afraid to get each other's backs. They're not afraid to support each other when it comes to running off and running the wolf out of the pen. This video has been floating around the interwebs for a minute. Gentleman standing inside of a grocery store. Gun dude walks in, boom, and he gets his gun taken. What are we looking at? Give me a second to break it down. Byron Rogers Tactical Protection Review. Learn protection strategies from a protection professional. Uh, let's make the world a safer place by helping good people become more dangerous. That's what we're doing here. Uh, first and foremost, like, subscribe. If you're on Instagram, hit the bell on my profile so you don't miss a single episode. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit the bell. Subscribe, we don't want you to miss it. And we gotta beat the algorithm, y'all. So give me some comments, some likes, and all those things. Uh, we're talking about the software of protection, how people become better protectors. Never forget, protection is the one skill you have that makes everything you love safe and makes it possible for us to live, breathe, and enjoy this stuff. So check it out. Uh, what I believe this gentleman who is standing inside of the uh, convenience store is struggling with, is suffering from, is uh, a case of, uh, I believe the technical term is uh, once a marine, always a marine-itis. Exactly. Once a marine, always a marine-itis. Semper Fi, right? This is, this is how we are. Point being, he's got the engine of a protector. If you're looking at demographics and you're, you're looking at you know, personalities, right? People that tend to join the Marine Corps tend to identify themselves as protectors. This is what we are, this is what we do. I was 3-1, Lima Company, Weapons Platoon, Infantry, two deployments to Iraq, raw. Anyway, so check it out. 0351, because I know y'all are wondering. Uh, anyways, so check it out. My man's standing here, grocery store. He's a protector. This is the whole entire premise. Let's make the world a safer place by helping good people become more Dangerous, right? So my man sitting here, dudes walk in. What's the mentality of a protector? And this is another thing too, I should say. It doesn't matter if you were a Marine or your law enforcement or your professional protector in the executive protection game like myself. Protection is more than just a job, it's a lifestyle. It doesn't matter who you are, what your background is. You know you may have the protector DNA. Go check out my videos. I got an awesome video about the protector DNA. You could be a painter. You could be someone who works at Starbucks. You could be anybody out there, but you've always been a protector. You've been the person that like, yo, look, you can mess with me, but you can't mess with my friends. Look, while I'm in this room, this is not gonna happen. These are the people, these are the white blood cells in the body of humanity that exists on this planet. And these are the people that I'm all about training and investing in so we can make this world a safer place for our kids to grow up in, right? So I love what my man did here. If anyone has contact with him, let me know. I'd love to have him on my podcast so we can talk more about this incident. Semper Fi. Anyways, uh, making the Marine Corps proud. But let's get a little bit into the tactics, the psychology of this. This man's a protector, right? What does it take to be a protector? Willing, capable, and prepared. I talk about it all the time. You gotta be willing. He was willing to do something, right? Capable, he was capable. He, he's a thick boy, he overpowered these dudes. Prepared, yo, Semper Fi. I believe the Marine Corps prepared him physically and psychologically for this moment in time, right? And this is what we're talking about, figuratively speaking. This is how you go to Valhalla, right? So anyways, my man sitting in a convenience store, a drawn gun walks in, what are we looking at? See, he is, let me get some arrows out here, let's go play by play. He is sitting here dealing with the counter, right? Uh, but pay attention, he, you can also tell by his body language, right? Here's the counter, 
he is blading himself, right? Uh, because he's maintaining some awareness to that door. Uh, when you start to get into people's limbic systems and kind of the subconscious uh, indicators of body language, uh, something that Yusuf Badu teaches, go to protectornation.com right now, get access to the Protector Nation Library. You'll learn about behavioral profiling online. It'll make you a much safer and more dangerous person at the same time. It's a skill. Yusuf teaches the, the, the FBI and all these agencies we can't even talk about. But anyways, you can learn from him. Go there, free training guide. Anyways, so when we're looking at what his brain is telling me about uh, his awareness in this environment, I can see that one foot is pointed at the actual counter, but I can also tell that, that I can't see those other toes. So that other foot is pointed off in this direction somewhere. This tells me if you're talking to someone and they start shifting, their, the direction their feet are pointing is the direction their awareness is, right? So he's also maintaining some awareness to this door. He's not gonna get snuck up on. The second these guys hit that door and start coming through the door, he is already ready. It looks like they just got done talking. If you look closely, you can also see his heel. His foot's already bladed that way. He's paying attention that way. And when the action happens, he's in a decent place to do something about it. I love this. My man comes in with his gun and he is expecting to dominate this space. This is uh, kind of an arrogance that a lot of wolves make, that a lot of aggressors, a lot of people that look to victimize people make is they think that just because you got a gun, um, everyone's gonna bow down and they have automatic dominance in the environment. This is great, let them have it. Pick your moment to strike. Pick your moment uh, to attack the attacker. Never draw on a drawn gun, but if you look for the right moment, you can find the edge. My man sits tight. You can tell by his body language. He assesses the gun. He sees it. He's probably looking at the second guy to see if he's also got a gun. Uh, my main man, lead dude, has the gun out. And what is he doing wrong here? Let me get you guys some more arrows. Boom, my man. This distance right here, this is one arm's distance. If you have a gun, a gun is a weapon that requires space. You need space to dominate environments with guns. A knife is a weapon that requires less space. You wanna close distance, but if you have a gun, you wanna keep that distance. This kid right here, fortunately, does not have that training. He does not realize he's in a dangerous, uh, uh, he's at a dangerous distance from our protector here. You can see, boom, you do not wanna move. He plays it cool, but he's loaded up. If you pay really close attention and you know what to look for, you can see that he's loaded up on that right leg, which is gonna give him the ability to project his body this way, right into that gun, that small shift right there, and understanding body language, and understanding a little bit about boxing, understanding a little bit about martial arts. You can see these indicators in the way humans' bodies move and, and, and really kind of in the ergonomics of how humans move and exist in the environment, which can give you an edge, right? And so he comes, he grabs that gun in a safe direction. This is also why it's very important to maybe understand firearms, understand how hard it is to really shoot someone, understand what you're gonna be going up against and understand how to use the tools you have. Some people would have maybe tried to draw on the drawing gun, not the right move in my opinion, but it could work. He drops his keys and in one movement, boom, grabs that weapon, goes after that weapon, and he misses the gun, which is very, very troubling, right? He misses the gun. That's really scary. If you can see there, you can see that right here, our bad guy still actually has his gun right here. So the next best thing, when you attack the attacker, violence of action. 
right? This is something they teach you in the Marine Corps. Violence of action. He overwhelms. You want to sit down an overwhelming base of fire, right? Completely attack the attacker. He overwhelms this little dude. Hits him with a right as he comes over, knocks his little hat off, overwhelms the bad guy, their whole entire crew, the bad guy's homeboy. They probably talk about how bad they are together. What does he do? He runs because the level of violence the good guy's able to achieve changes the entire battle space. There is so much to be said for being able to achieve a higher level of violence instantly, uh, very quickly when it comes to uh, uh, doing these things, attacking the attacker and just violence in general. It is extremely important, um, but you cannot learn how to achieve that higher level of violence without training and experience, right? There's different types of protectors out there in this game, right? There's sheepdogs, sometimes it takes a wolf to catch a wolf. Uh, considerations. This video made me absolutely furious. You can see in the video that a mother goes to accept a gift from a passerby in a car. Uh, some guy in a car. I would assume that the mother knows this man and that is why, um, you know, she just walked up and even accepted the gift in the first place. Evil exists, ladies and gentlemen, and we've been seeing attacks on women, chemical-borne attacks on women, uh, more and more these days. There's another report of a woman walking back to her car, going to grab a napkin that was shoved in her car handle. She fortunately, with her fingernails, pulled it out and dropped it, and her whole arm went numb, and she had to get rushed to the ER because she was passing out. Um, it's becoming more and more important and imperative not to trust people, places, and things. Fortunately for this woman, uh, this man who was bent on kidnapping her child for who knows what, um, the mom came out and the man decided to flee at that, at that point in time. But the reality of this kind of tactical protection review that I'm making here is, um, women, you're being hunted. Understand, you know, um, and this is something that I've said to uh, my five sisters and every woman in my life, and this is why I make the tactical protection review series for civilians, for females that maybe don't realize the art of protection, don't realize that 80 to 90% of what it takes to protect yourself is all up here. It's being able to see through the matrix. It's being able to use situational awareness, but not just situational awareness, but like, what does that mean? How does that look? I want to encourage you guys to go to my YouTube channel. I've got over 100 free videos like this where I talk about how to survive and how to overcome attacks of this nature. But anyways, we see here, this man gives her a doll and this doll has some type of chemical agent on it that's designed to incapacitate her just long enough for him to steal her child, you know? And it's such a, it's such a, a pervasive and it, it's such a powerful attack. I want this video to get out so that more and more people are aware of it because in the end, if we're gonna have a safer world, we need good people to be more willing, capable, and prepared to deal with things like this. Another suggestion is carry Narcan. You can order Narcan off the internet. You can order Narc, you can get a hold of it. It's readily available. It is kind of like the antidote to some of the drugs that you find on the streets um, that are, 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 are corrosive to you and can incapacitate you very quickly. But the reality is, still and yet, you've got to be aware You've got to be aware that people are doing attacks like these. I saw another attack where a girl was given a rose and the rose had some chemical agent in it. She sniffed the chemical agent and boom, she was starting to feel like she was being incapacitated. So there are different attacks, chemical-borne attacks, and we must 
fight these attacks with awareness. So share this video. Uh, ladies, I believe you should be the most highly trained demographic in our society with regards to the art of protection because people are hunting you. We have the human trafficking epidemic that's taking place, which is one of the largest industries in the world. So you have one of humanity's most sought after natural resources and people are after it and they stand a lot, they stand to make quite a lot of money by taking advantage of you, yours and your children. So invest in your security, invest in your safety. Watch all the free videos that I develop uh, that other trainers develop. Go out, get some training, arm yourself, be empowered, understand that guard guns, while they are scary, are the ultimate equalizer. They're force multipliers that can allow you to save the lives of yourself and your loved ones. And if you do not have a strong man in your life who loves you and is here to protect you, keep in mind that you are the protector and the responsibility to cultivate the one skill set that may stand between you, yourself, and your loved ones, the art of protection, the onus, simply stands and falls with you. Now for a quick lesson, people talk about situational awareness. Situational awareness, you need my situational awareness. What does that actually mean? How, does we, how do we make that matter to the average person, right? And so I talk about a few different components. Context, what's the context of what you're doing and where you are? This poor young woman is going outside in the dark at nighttime, context. That means that there is an increased level of risk and there's possibly even threats around. So you should elevate your awareness. Hey, I'm going to a house party. There's people I don't know that are gonna be there. I should be a little more aware. So context is the first one that I always talk about. Context, tactical positioning. Where am I in the world? Like, where am I in this environment right now? I've got my back up against the wall. I don't have to worry about anything behind me. I can see the door. I have visual mastery of my environment. But first and foremost, that context is bad. I'm going outside by myself in the dark at nighttime with my kid, okay? Maybe I leave the kid inside. Maybe uh, I don't go outside. Hey, bring this, uh, you have a gift for us? Cool, bring it by tomorrow at lunchtime, right? These are easy things to consider after the fact. But if we live our lives this way, this way, we organically and naturally live a safer overall quality of life, right? Tactical positioning, where am I in the world? I've got my back up against the wall, I've got visual mastery, visual mastery of my environment. It's very easy for me to be able to um, see a threat coming and make my own decisions based on what's taking place in my environment. Rolling risk assessment, what's the risk in my environment? What are my actions doing to increase risk? What are other people doing in my environment to increase that risk? And then finally, always have a plan. So those are, that's kind of the four ways I break down um, situational awareness, you know? so. Boom, first and foremost, understand the context of what you're doing and the risks associated with that. Tactical positioning, where am I at in the world where I place myself and I'm stacking tactical advantages based on that positioning. Rolling risk assessment. I'm always reassessing my environment for risk. What are my actions doing? Are they elevating the risk? What are the actions of other people doing? Are they elevating our risk? Is anything turning into an actual threat? And then finally, have a plan. What's my plan if the thing that might go wrong actually does? Do I have an escape route already picked out? Do I have uh, force multipliers with me that I can pull out and that I can use to save my life? Um, where did I park my vehicle? All these different things, have a plan. If you live this way, you'll lead a, you'll lead a safer life organically. What's up guys, Byron Rogers, Tactical Protection Review, learn protection strategies from a protection professional. We've got someone getting taken advantage of, let's see what we can learn from it, check it out.
This happens in 30 seconds. That's how quick this happens. Let's see what we can learn. The goal is to see it coming before it comes. So what can we learn from this situation? The first things that catch my attention, unfortunately, this clip starts where it is, but the first things that get my attention is dude sitting down. To be honest, I didn't even catch the female the first time I watched this video. The thing that caught my attention that I zeroed in on really quickly, this right here, the second I first watched this video, Boom. Nervous behavior right here. Any of this type of stuff. This is this is nervous behavior. This is there's energy in my body. I need to get out. I'm about to do something with my hands. And so it's just really it's like it's like learning to speak another language, you know, like learning to read body language. This is why we keep using to do it all of our protector symposiums. You can learn from him by going to protectorsymposium.com right now from the same screen you're watching me on. But you see this guy sitting here and he's doing this. If there's like one skill I would teach every human on the planet is how to behaviorally profile someone. So then you can start to notice little things and you can stay left of bang before you can stay left of the incident that is violence, right? So he's sitting here, he's doing all this stuff with his hands. Uh, now we see, as we slow this down, this female turns around and, and talks with him and they now have my guy, he's online with this guy. That's another thing that would have caught my attention. He's standing bladed to our innocent here and he's online with him. That is almost like a way of completely loading your body up so that you can turn and lunge and attack somebody. The second this guy stopped center line of me, I would have looked up at him, I'd have made eye contact with him. I wouldn't have necessarily been aggressive or too nice, but I would have been aware and firm and I would have looked directly up at him and I'd have made eye contact with him and saw that he was there. And then I would have lifted my eyes up and I would start scanning the environment for something else weird going on. Because this type of behavior, someone being completely bladed to you and stopping directly in front of you with nervous behavior needs to get your attention. Now you see this female over here, they're communicating so this is when you stop, you look at the person and you look up and you see what else is going on. This other female is communicating with him. So you understand it's him and someone else in the environment. And they probably both outweigh this kid, right? So this is where he needs to have the awareness to get up and make moves and be like, what's going on here? Maybe I'm about to get ambushed. Uh, she's over here scanning the environment. She's like the assist, she's like the lookout. So she's over here scanning the environment. That, she's almost definitely also exhibiting ner exhibiting nervous behavior so these are the types of things you have to start to read like in the matrix see how she's like loitering around down there kind of looking around this guy makes another pointless pass when he makes that pass he is casing the target so if you watch his eyes and you watch his head you can see him looking directly down at his target and he's casing this kid and he's checking to see whatever the kid's got uh, and it's that whole like looking at you, looking at you, not looking at you kind of thing. Those types of looking at you's, you know what I'm saying? 
those are the type of looking at you that you start to see. He's doing this while he has like this energy like this. You're catching all this off somebody. That is stuff you have to pay attention to because that's the stuff that keeps you safe. This is nefarious intent. For, for me, for sure, uh, it's time for that kid to stand up. But the reality is now this guy is almost too close to him. So he's almost like past the point of no return. This is almost to like violent altercation distances now. He makes another pass and this footwork right here, this little dance move right here, he's loading up, he's leaning in. This little footwork right here, you can see he's loading up, he's leaning in. At this point, if that kid was looking anywhere other than probably at his cell phone, he should know that this dude is about to twirl right. More nervous behavior, look at this guy. He is so obvious, like this, he may not do this very often, he is so obvious. He is dancing, dancing. He does another twirl, another twirl. Our good guy, completely oblivious. Look at all this nervous behavior. Look at all of it. Another twirl and our good guy gets completely nailed without even seeing that coming. Boom. Awareness, awareness, awareness. I can't stress it enough, guys. This is a lot of movement for you not to have any idea what's going on around you. Boom. And then he strikes takes the guy to the ground, subdues him. You always have to be aware that there can be multiple attackers in your environment. Just because someone's man, woman, physically capable, not physically capable, whatever it is, you've always gotta be looking for social connections. When you see those social connections, then you understand they're on the same team. No matter what, you know, there's an advantage to getting you to underestimate aggressors. So a lot of times, a lot of these crooks and, and criminals and artists of this way will utilize people that you will least suspect in the least to be lookouts, but also to be part of the deed because you will least expect them and they can catch you off guard. But this lesson right here is situational awareness, paying attention to your environment, reading body language. This is how you get victimized on the streets. 101. Boom, what's up you guys? Byron Rogers, Tactical Protection Review, Learn Protection Strategies from a Protection Professional, right? Transitional spaces, looks like these guys were ready, right? How do you put yourself in a position where you're gonna be ready for something like this, for an attack like this? That can come instantaneously and at random, right? You've got to be looking at a few things and it's things that I mentioned very frequently, but we're gonna get it tactical positioning uh and context once again man that context is huge huge you can see these guys right now they're hanging out around their vehicle being normal dudes right this guy sitting at his vehicle however he can see the road he can see oncoming traffic he can see any and everyone who's gonna be moving towards him so he's actually in a pretty decent position. Now, when it comes to tactical positioning, there's no one spot in the room that's gonna be perfect. Every single spot that you look at is gonna be like, it's gonna have a weakness and it's gonna, it's gonna be a strong point, but it's gonna have a weakness. Every single spot, yeah, his back is exposed to this environment and to the store. Hopefully when his buddies uh, gets going with the pumping, he would sit down and cross cover him. These are just the little things, the little considerations, you know, but what this guy in the green shirt does right that stops him from getting robbed today and possibly killed is he is aware of his environment. He has visual mastery at everything that's coming 
at him, which is very important. These guys roll up, motorcycle dudes roll up, and I told you, especially when you're in other countries, pay attention to motorcycle dudes, where motorcycle dudes are. Uh, you know, not just males, just motorcycles, they're a thing to pay attention to. So context is changing now, right? He's, he's positioned tactically, the contacts and context and then situational awareness. He has just whipped his head around because he's actually paying attention and he knows that these guys just zoomed past him. And in that moment, he is reaching his weapon. He sees them reach for their weapon. They look back, that little look back that my man here with the motorcycle head, uh, with the motorcycle with the helmet on, this little look back right here is a huge something's about to happen uh, kind of indicator. This guy's just going into the store. He's gonna pull up with his buddy. They're gonna do their stuff. They're gonna pop out. They might look back, but it's not like this total, complete body turnaround. These two guys right now are making eye contact. You know what I'm saying? That's a completely different uh, piece of, piece of, uh, of body language that you're getting there. Not like a, hey, I got stuff to do. Um, and then you can see also the other thing that catches my eye is hands right here. It looks like he's about to pull something from his waistcoat. It looks like our guy's about to pull something from his waistcoat, from his from his uh, from his belt, his belt line, waistline as well. And boom! As you can see by his movements, our guy in the green shirt, our good guy, right about here, pulls his weapon out, and it's already out now. He's already ready to rock. Bad guy's also getting off the bike, getting his stuff out, and our good guy just turns around and goes to work and gets him first not getting robbed today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's good work. Now, another thing I'd like to point out too is, you know, we all go to the range, we all do all our stuff, we do our range katas, you know, we get our reps in. However, take a look at this firing stance my man's in right now. We're talking one hand completely extended towards the enemy, blasting, right? So, you know, as you keep watching these videos, you're gonna see that very often, this type of stuff is what you're actually seeing out in the streets. This type of these, this type of firing stance, and, it, and it's not to say this guy's not trained, because our our good guy, his situational awareness was up, his tactical positioning was good. He's doing everything right. I would I would go so far as to say he might even be an off-duty cop. But when the stress is on, you are going to degrade to your highest or actually baseline level of training, not your highest level of training your baseline, what you can do, how you perform cold and on demand. You go to the range and when you get to the range, what can you do cold and on demand? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, without warming up, this is how you're gonna perform, you know, when your brain floods. So keep that in mind as you guys go to the range, move around a little bit, practice the one-arm presentations, you know, uh, support hand, strong hand stuff, because this uh, firing stance that my man's doing right now is what we see very, very often, very often uh, in these videos, right? He walks up, stands over the guy, and it looks like that is the end. This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. 
get one. Your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I wanna get one of these into the hands of 100,000 more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things, the nation is only as good as its protection. Your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it. MCK, go get one. Drop your handgun in, take it to the next level. Out, boom. Boom, yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I wanna encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, you'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, that helps, that helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.